I want you to open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, uh, look with me if you will in verse 41. And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain. Whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile with him, go with him twain. Now, or go to, uh, compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain. Uh, this week, I want to tell you, let me, let me say thank you. I mean, uh, the room, the food, the generosity, everything's been so wonderful. I mean, it's just been a blessing. I, I think I speak for every preacher that's here that with all that y'all have done. I, I, we have meetings. I know the work and all that goes on behind the scenes and, uh, you know, behind the curtain back there, you know, at the, uh, I know what goes on behind that curtain. Last night, they brought me another bowl of them collard greens, you know, and I'm like, hallelujah, praise God. But, uh, but I'm just, th say, say thank you to everybody, amen, and thank you, Brother Neil, and thank you all, all of you for the privilege of getting to preach, and I hope the Lord helps us. But this week, I want to tell you what God's done for me. I, uh, iron sharpeneth iron, doesn't it? And when you get around, uh, boy, I, Brother Chitty's been good. I mean, I, I like just riding with Brother Chitty, man. He just talks and t talks about all these things. I'm just, I'm enjoying it. And, uh, and then uh, same way Brother Cox. Boy, we just we're riding around, and he just, same way, telling me those stories and about Brother Howes and all the different stuff and all the things that have gone on. And, and you're right, preacher, I just, I, I love it. I love gravitating and uh, being around these good men of God. And uh, here's the deal. The Lord let me take care of my preacher for a long time while I was his assistant pastor, amen? And so the Lord just kind of built that into me. And that's the reason it's that way. And uh, I say to all of us that are a little bit, uh, uh, <laughs> y'all that are a little bit younger, whatever you want to look at it, uh, hey, don't discard those men of God. Say amen right there. Foolish thing when a man comes in is like, well, we'll just usher this other man out. We don't want anything to do with him. Hey, I just say you, uh, you honor him, amen. You know, the Bible says honor your father and mother. It says give double honor to that man of God. You think about that. How much should you honor your father and mother? Double that when it comes to those that labor among you in the word and doctrine, all right? But this week, I tell you, I, I, I've, I've got some things. The Lord's dealt with my heart. I, I'm wanting now, I want to go back to my church. I want to go back to Heritage Baptist Church there in Locust Grove. And uh, I, I, I'll be honest with you, I want to double, why not triple the Sunday school, amen? Why not go ahead and just like double the, uh, the, the church attendance, amen? Hey, why don't we double the number of baptisms we had? That's what I'm thinking about, uh, that the Lord help us to do that. Uh, double the number of souls saved. And I, I mean, let's don't, look, let's don't settle for the mediocre, but I want to see that. I want to go back. I mean, boy, it's just helped me, fired me up. I'm enjoying it, uh, getting around, not just seeing what's done, what has been done, and brother, thank God what can be done. But as I read this verse, I, and I think, boy, I want all of that. I'm desiring all of that. But I know this, I'm not going to get that going one mile. Y'all hear me? I'm not getting that going one mile. <laughs> we ain't doubling, hey, we're not doubling baptisms, attendance, or anything else. Hey, going one mile. If we get that, then I know this at Heritage Baptist Church, then, then Terrell Hopkins, the pastor of that church, is going to have to go the second mile. And let me tell you something, you are too if God's going to do something where you're at. Boy, when I go to uh, thinking about this, you, you know the, uh, the, the, the context here. He, he's talk, they were very familiar with what he was talking about. Uh, the Persians started it, but then, uh, then the, the, the Rome did the same thing with this uh, law they had that you could compel someone, uh, the, the troops, or really it could be anybody, a Roman citizen could uh, compel uh, the Jewish man, uh, the Jewish boy to pick up uh, their, their goods, their belongings, their pack, whatever, and they had to carry it for one mile. 
Those Jews would go one mile this way and one mile that way uh, on the road there and they would mark it because, boy, they'd carry that thing, the, uh, that mile, and they'd get to that mile and drop it. I mean, brother, it, there was a disdain for it. But let, let me help you. One mile was the minimum. One mile was just what was expected. One mile was the law. One mile was uh, get by, if you want to call it that. <laughs> uh, one mile was, uh, again, you were made to do it. That was expected of you. It was your duty to do that. I, it reminds me of the passage, I, I believe. Turn to, turn to Luke. Hold your hand here, but go to Luke chapter 17. Uh, go to Luke chapter 17. Uh, the Lord was talking about uh, serving him. But look with me in Luke chapter 17, and let's look in verse 7. Luke chapter 17 and verse 7. But which of you, having a servant plowing or feeding cattle, will say unto him by, by and by, when he has come from the field, go and sit down to meet? And will not rather say unto him, make ready wherewith I may sup, and gird thyself and serve me, then I have, uh, uh, till I have eaten and drunken, and afterward thou shalt eat and drink. Doth he thank that servant because he did the things which were commanded him? I trow not. So likewise ye, when ye shall have done all those things which are commanded you, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done that which, is our, which was our duty to do. Now, that is the one mile to me. That is the one mile when we do our duty. Now, I'm thankful that we're doing that. I'm thankful we're, uh, we're filling that space. We're doing what we need to do. But here, the Lord now, uh, here, the, I understand he's talking about somebody compelling you. But I want to ask you something. What if God Almighty this morning compels us to go two, amen? What if the Lord, what if we let the Lord uh, compel us to go two miles in our ministry, two miles in our pastoring? And that's what God's got on my heart. Uh, you know, I, I, I do ask the Lord to help me, and I want to see this in the right way. And how, what better way to do it? Uh, brother, I mean, you had it right. The Lord Jesus, he's the mark. Somebody say amen right there. Oh, brother, if you want to shoot for something, you shoot for the Son of God. We're to be conformed to the image of Christ. No doubt about that. But I tell you what I do. If I want to see somebody that went the second mile, I go to look at my Savior, amen. I go to look at the Lord Jesus Christ. I think about it now. Think about it over there in Galilee. The Lord uh, looked down, and I mean, it was just time uh, for the Son of God to come. When God looked at a sinful world, uh, a sinful man on their way to hell, I'm glad God had a plan, amen. By the way, down in Galilee, you know what happened, amen. Uh, brother, the Son of God, that cry went out. And brother, the Son of God was birthed into this world, all right. Uh, now, now, I want to help you with this. When you think about the Son of God and you begin to look at it, what did the Bible say in Philippians? Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in fashion as a man he humbled himself and became obedient unto death even the death of the cross. You know what Jesus did? He went the second mile, amen. He was born to go the second mile. That's exactly what he did. Wait a minute now. It's not just over there in Galilee. What about right here? Let's go back to Matthew where we were. Go to Matthew 26. Go to Matthew 26. I see him in Galilee, but I, I tell you, then we, we see him over in Gethsemane. We see him there in the garden. Look with me in Matthew chapter 26. And I believe it's verse 36. Matthew chapter 26 and verse 36. 
You see, we're talking about our Savior, and you want to, uh, you want to, you want somebody to see. You want somebody to be able to to, to be your example. Then let the Son of God be that. Uh, chapter twenty-six and verse uh, thirty-six. The Bible says, "Then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane." And said to his disciples, sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And uh, took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. They saith unto him, my, or he saith unto them, my soul is exceeding sorrowful even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. Look at verse 39. And he went a little farther. We know that he fell on his face and we know that he began to pray and we know he came back and they were sleeping and he went a couple of times. Uh, in one of the other passages it says that he prayed until his sweat became his great drops of blood. Oh, dear neighbor, let me tell you something. Our Savior was there travailing for us in the garden of Gethsemane, amen. And I see him, so I see him in Galilee. I see him in Gethsemane. But then, brother, we see him, if we begin to look in this same passage, you'll look uh, a little bit further and you see him on Golgotha. Well, actually, Gabbath the first, they, remember they brought him in there. They, they brought him, look with me, I believe it's over in uh, chapter 27. And look around verse 27. Uh, Gabbath was the, the hall that was called the pavement. In John, it said it was pavement, which is called Gabbath uh, in the Hebrew, Gabbath. Uh, but right here, I believe it says, then the soldiers of the governors in verse 27 took Jesus into the common hall, gathered him into the whole band of, uh, uh, under the whole band of soldiers, and they stripped him put on him a scarlet robe. When they had plaited a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and a reed in his right hand and they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. And they spit upon him and took the reed and smote him uh, on the head. The Son of God, they, they're mocking the Son of God. They're spitting on the Son of God. He's going through all of that. You know the song they could have called 10,000 angels. They could have called, he could have called all of heaven down if he'd have wanted to. And I mean, in a moment's time, taking every one of them out, but he was still suffering and dying. Hey, he was about to suffer and die for me and you. He went through Gabbatha, brother. I'm saying he went the second mile. You look, at, uh, you look at Golgotha further down here in verse 33. And when they were coming to the place called Golgotha, that is to say the place of the skull, they gave him vinegar to drink, mingled with gall, and when he had tasted thereof, he would not drink. Verse 35, and they crucified him. I'm saying, brother, all I got to do when I get weary, when I get weary, when I, I, I put my mind on my Savior, I look at what he did. I see him going up Calvary's hill. I see the stripes on his back, the crown planted on his head. I see him drive the nails in his hands. I see him drive the nails in his feet. I see him hanging there, suffering for our sin. Hey, he went the second mile, amen. The Son of God with the second mile for me and you. Then I see the grave, brother. I, uh, you, you know the, the, the grave, it, that, usually that's a terrible thing. One of the hardest things you'll ever go through. And uh, when, it, when you're burying somebody and having to face that grave, it's a finality there. But here in Matthew chapter 27 and in verse 59, when Joseph had taken the body, wrapped it in a clean linen cloth, they laid it in his own new tomb, which he had hewn out of the rock, uh, and he rolled a great stone to the door of the sepulcher and departed. In the next chapter, you know, the ladies come, both Marys come. And around verse 5, it says, uh, uh, And the angels answered and said unto the women, Fear not, for I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. <laughs> Now, I'm just telling you, brother, he went the second mile. I believe he suffered the hell that we should have suffered. And I believe he wrote when he rose from the dead, brother, he's alive right now on the right hand of God Almighty, amen. We don't serve a dead God. Are you hearing me? We don't serve a dead God, amen. You go to Buddha's grave and there's Buddha bones laying down there. Oh, yeah. 
You go to Muhammad grave and there's Muhammad bones laying down there. You go down where they laid the Son of God, there's an empty tomb, amen. Hey, he's alive and well, and he's on his way back, amen. I just look to my Savior, that's all I'm saying. But I, I, wanna, I wanna put something on your mind. Think about this. Think about it, preacher. Think about the shepherd, not just the Savior, but uh, when who ought to go to second mile? The Savior did. But I say a shepherd's ought to. We think about it, your pastor in a church. How many of y'all are pastors? Stand up, fit man. Let me say all, all the pastors that are here today. Praise God. Amen, fellas. God bless you. You may be seated. Do you remember when you first came? Do you remember? I remember first, boy, when I first came to the church. I, oh, man, I mean, I, I was so excited. I mean, I was thrilled. I mean, I, 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 mean, I, I had me a little, I, I, I've still got it, but I've got what I had there. I, I already knew. I thought, man, by this time, we're running, we're running 100. <laughs> now, we only had, I mean, there was like 19 people in Sunday school the Sunday before we came, so we had a long one. We could do whatever we wanted, amen. We came, when I first came, they, I, I took my children downstairs, and, uh, and, and Brother Esther, I asked them, I said, uh, I said, where do my children go? And they said, uh, well, uh, the lady said, we got two classes for kids. And I said, yes, ma'am, what are they? She said, big ones and little ones. <laughs> All right. I said, so how are they broken down? Is it by age? And she said, no. She went just like this. We just look at them. <laughs> One thing about that, you're able to build your Sunday school any way you want to when there ain't no Sunday school. Amen. I am just telling you, praise God. But boy, I thought, oh, by this time, we're going to have 100. And then, boy, I had it marked out. How many years? Oh, by then, we're going to have 500. I mean, by then, by then, oh, here, that's easy to have 1,000. Oh, if you can do this, you can have 1,000. And if you do this, you got five. Man, I had it laid out. And you know what we did? I was working. I, I, I did what they said not to do. You know, you, I, I quit from a church where I was full-time, and they were taking care of everything. I mean, by, by the way, if you're working at a church where somebody else is a pastor, you got it made. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Amen. I mean, hey, you just bring all the burdens and dump them on the preacher. Amen. Is there a problem here? Uh, oh, I don't got to worry about that. I'm going to bring it to the preacher. Did some kid bite another? By the way, if a kid bites another kid in the nursery, somehow it's your fault, preacher. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know how, but it's your fault. Amen. But I'll, I'll just say this. I'll say, man, alive, you talk about a love. I was so excited. I mean, buddy, I'd, I'd go work and I'd work that job all day. And, uh, and come back, change clothes, and go knock doors. I mean, knock doors until 8, 9 o'clock at night when people getting saved. I mean, boy, God touching, God blessing. Man, I didn't know what to, I, you know, I didn't have me a, a, a whole bunch of outlines. I'd never preached a whole lot. I mean, just besides at my own church, you know, with the kids and with the teenagers and all of that. So I didn't, I, you know, I couldn't just go, oh, I think I'll, I'll, I'll pull this one from the archive. <laughs> Let me tell you what my archive was. I went and got my prayer closet. <laughs> And I got in my Bible, and boy, I'd beg God, I'd beg God, oh God, I you got to give me what to preach, and God, I can't do this without you, and I need your touch, and oh God, help me, man. You know what I was doing? I was a second mile pastor. I was a second mile. I went and visited every single person that ever visited our church, every single person. Anybody in the hospital, I was there. Oh man, wanted, hey, and wanted to be. It wasn't a have to, it was a get to. You know what's going on? I was a second mile pastor. Man alive, I'm talking about God, God, God. And by the way, God was blessing that place. God has, had his hand on that church. God had his hand on the man. And I'm just telling you, it was a wonderful time. I'm talking about, but it was second mile, brother. Second mile. Let me ask you something, man of God. How long has it been since you've been second mile? 
See, because we get a few people and we get some people helping and now we don't, we don't go see everybody. We got people that do that. And we don't call them all. We got other people that do that. We become masters of delegation. I'm all for delegation. Now, you got to have it. The more people you have, the more people you got to delegate. I understand that. Now, they got to be dele- de- delegatable. <laughs> you know, you can't just turn that stuff over to anybody. <laughs> Amen. But can, I, but can I say this? Hey, I'm saying we don't, we don't visit them all now. We don't have to go change clothes because we don't have to work anymore. You know, we have other people that do that. You know, remember we're master delegators. We don't go knock on doors like that anymore. We would head up the meeting when they all go. But you know, we're, we've gotten a little bit big for that. We've gotten a little busy for that. The truth is we've gotten a little backslid. Where's that zeal? We, well, that's the zeal for the young man. No, that's the zeal for the pastor. The pastor. That call of God to be that pastor, if God called you to do that and God gave you that position, that's, that's God. I, and I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Is that right? I'm saying, brother, God put you in that place. And, and hey, that call hadn't changed, has it? There may come a time where, you, where, where the Lord has you not doing that, but right now, if that's what God's got you doing, if you're doing it now and he ever had you doing it, then we ought to be that second mile pastor as much as we were when we first came to that church. Where's the awe and the humility of being so grateful that God would even use you to do that? Where's that gratefulness that, I mean, we're, we're not even worth, oh, I'm not even worthy to do this. Are you kidding me? Looking in there and thinking, man, they let me be. I, 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 Terrell Hopkins is the pastor? Man, that's a crazy bunch. <laughs> I mean, are you kidding? But the, the honor. See, it used to be an honor. Now it's, that's right, I ought to be the pastor. I guarantee you they couldn't do any better than me. It gets a little quiet in here on a Friday morning. You know what we have to do? Every once in a while the Lord has to get me up. Who was talking about that? Somebody somebody picking somebody up. I was like, man, the Lord picked me up like that before. Hey. Hey, brother. Hey, you're still, hey, you're, you're my servant. And I'm not, hey, I, I, I'm not, I, I never, I'm not asking you to be a one mile. This isn't get by. This isn't mediocre. This isn't, and by the way, what, get a little, we've been there a little while. What do we want to do? Get to the place where we kick back and here's what we say? Well, hey, hey, don't let this statement come out of your mouth. I'll leave that for the next man. What? I thought God called us to step out on faith. I thought God, hey, it, took, it takes a lot of faith when you buy that first bus borrow money you can't pay back <laughs> you know and you don't know how you're going to do it you don't know what's going to happen you don't know I mean the Lord just touches your heart you know, buy, you know move to one property and then buy another one <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> almost like faith <laughs> you understand hey but if we're not careful say it when we when we meet the Lord why can't we die having stepped out on faith and stayed out on faith Lord never called us to sit back and be that one mile pastor it's not just the shepherd when I think about that men I, I think about, hey, church member, you that are here that serve in a work. You the, they say you're the pastor of church or you help a man pastor of church. What about the servants? Remember when I, I think back to being there at the church and just getting in and, man, being a young, young just, just saved. I mean, just saved. And I mean, loving it. And I fell in love with the church. We'd come and sit up on the front row. Uh, you know, teenagers, we sat on the front row. <laughs> We sat on the front row. Say amen, boys. Help me out. Don't sit back here. Don't say nothing. I'll bring you up here right now. Y'all help me now, all right? Come on. Hey, really, say amen. No, no, no. Say amen right. 
Oh, my brother. Preacher, work on these boys. Amen. You know, give some of those when the preacher's preaching. Saying sick them to a, hey, or, or saying amen to an old-fashioned preacher is like saying sick them to a bulldog. <laughs> but when you, hey, but when you got in, boy, you're just glad to be in. I, hey, oh, oh, who was it, Brother Addison preaching about it? I was just, I was just glad I wasn't going to hell. <laughs> oh, man, and now I'm in a church? And I get to serve the God that just saved me and changed my life. Hey, I'm not in the drunkard's home anymore. Hey, we poured out. By the way, when the Lord came down to our house, they poured out all the liquor, amen. Hey, all that was gone now. You know why? Because Jesus passed by. And I tell you what that'll do. That'll make you a grateful servant. <laughs> and you know what you'll do? Anything. Anything. Nothing, nothing too low. Nothing, nothing too small. Nothing. Can I, do, can I do anything? What can I do? Well, we Empty that trash. Ooh, I get the empty trash for Jesus. Are you kidding me? Ah, they're gonna let me empty trash, but isn't that wonderful, amen? And I mean, man, you, hey, you, you're like you, you get spiritual emptying trash. Ooh, it's good. Then they mark it up a little bit, and they're like, you know what? We might let you mop the floor. Me? <laughs> I get to mop the floor. Are you kidding me? What's wrong? What are you doing? You're a second mile servant. They can ask you to do anything, and there's nothing you won't do. There's nothing you won't do. And, and there's a lot of servants in the church. Remember when you first got that first Sunday school class? Oh, and boy, you studied. Oh, and boy, you begged God. Oh, Lord, I, I got the Lord, I, I don't have enough. I don't know what to do with this, God. I mean, they're eight-year-old boys, and you got to give me wisdom. Amen. Or you was asking God for eight-year-old boys. And boy, hey, hey, you visited every one of them every single week, didn't you? And you wouldn't see all their friends trying to get them in and win them to the Lord. Hey, and boy, they never met. You knew their families because you spent time at their homes. Those, hey, those kids loved you because you went the second mile for them, Sunday school teacher. Do you, hey, do you remember when that's what you used to do? You remember when that's what your class meant to you? Remember that? Remember whenever you got in the bus ministry? And I mean, boy, I, look, we got saved through the bus ministry. They picked us up on a church bus. I am a bus kid through and through. I am so happy. <laughs> Man, I mean, they came down there where we were. <laughs> We'd be on our way to hell if they hadn't knocked on our door. You understand? You'll hear me preach about preaching more, but just as much if you hang around me a little while, you'll absolutely know Johnny and Linda Johnson, amen. Johnny Johnson, he's the bus driver, and him and his wife, they work that route. Hey, I tell you what, we love them. Johnny, went on, he's already gone on to be with the Lord. Hey, my wife, they'll go do something in the summertime. You know who goes with them now? Miss Linda Johnson, all right. You know who flips the bill? I do, amen. Why? That was my bus captain, amen. amen. Hey, you know what they did? They went the second mile for us. You know what happened the day we got the, when they when they found us? They had gone. They were already. I mean, you know, you know how the preacher is. You know, uh, we're like, you be back. To the, you go out, but you be back at the church this time. Don't you come one minute late? I mean, boy, we just up one side down the other. They don't do that. You know, they got to be in time. We got things that have to go on at certain times and all this. They had gone out. Boy, they were out there visiting, and they said that really they were looking for a place to turn around. And they found it. They found a culture sack. They came down a little street called Eagles Pass. Or I'm sorry, they, they turned on Rose Stone Drive and they turned around in Eagles Pass. When they did, down Rose Stone Drive at 5161, there's about three, there's three boys that live down there. Me and my brothers happened on the, at the moment they turned around. Where had they been that day? What were we doing? We were out there playing basketball. And the Lord had a divine appointment set up. 
And they come down to our house, and you know what they said? They, they weren't planning on going that far, but that day they said, let's go a little farther. Amen. I did, hey, didn't, didn't know they had had a prayer meeting that morning begging God to help them. Hey, when they were going out. I mean, boy, because see, they were second mile bus workers, you see. They were second mile bus workers. Hey, they didn't just go out on Saturday and visit the minimum. They didn't just go see the regulars so they could get home and watch the football game. Hey, say amen now. But by the way, if you're a first mile bus route, it sure does reflect in who, how many you're bringing in, doesn't it? But when you're a second mile, I'm saying, no, son. You fill that bus up and the preacher's got to get you another one. And you fill that one up and the preacher's got to get you another one. You know why? You're second mile. You're second mile. Second mile servants. Oh, preacher. We can do that a lot of things, but I, our church couldn't be what it is if I didn't have second mile servants. But even second mile servants, hey, they get too big, get too busy, get too backslid. And now they're just one mile. You, I, I think about the Soul winning, oh brother, soul winners, there's nothing greater than winning souls to Christ. Uh, and, and remember when you, when you first got saved, you just glad you weren't going to hell. And you know what you wanted to do? You wanted to keep everybody else out of hell. And you know what you did? You told everybody. <laughs> everybody it wasn't just set up. And I, went, I remember us going out there to the uh, soul winning clinic. And well, I mean, a, a lot of things, so many things going on. I, I, I mean, all that. I mean, it was just about, I like going someplace. People say, preacher, you're a soul winner. And, and you go soul winning and you do. Yeah, but I like going someplace where they preach me under the pew. <laughs> say amen. Hey, preachers, we better like preaching, amen. amen. Hey, by the way, second mile preachers love to be preached to. They love to get under conviction. They love for the Lord to deal with them and to sharpen them and to show them what they need to do. Amen. Hey, those first mile preachers, they're like, that's not for me. <laughs> you know, they come to this and they're like, you know, a little aggravated because they didn't get to preach. <laughs> Say amen. Now look, I know anybody here can preach. I mean, you preach rings around this man, but I just know this. By the grace of God, I want to be a second mile. So, hey, with that soul winner, God gets it on your heart, and boy, you're telling everybody. You know what I was going to say? Being there at Soul Winning Clinic, that's one of the things. You mentioned it in a, uh, about taking one of those guys out, and they were, you know, heading. We had, we had our visits. We'd know where we were going. Well, he told about some fella that they took and rode with him, and, and they pulled off just saw somebody in the yard, you know, <laughs> ran him over. Sure, you're about to die. Do you know you're going to heaven? Amen. <laughs> I'm talking. Hey, we call that violent soul winning. It's wonderful. It works every time, too, by the way. <laughs> I am telling you, amen. You know, you got to do what you got to do in Georgia. All right. <laughs> but hey, you know, he said that, that whoever was with him, they said, okay, take me back. He said, that's what I'm doing wrong. He said, we just go. He said, wherever our little map tells us. He said, we don't stop there. He, he said, if we see somebody, we don't stop. What he's saying is we don't, we don't take advantage of every opportunity. But when you're a second mile soul winner, oh, you're telling everybody. At where are you at? It don't matter. You're telling them. You know, you realize, ladies, you are not going to Walmart to get groceries. Did you know that? You're going to Walmart to tell somebody about Jesus. You can get your groceries while you're there, but you're there to tell somebody about the Son of God. You go to the doctor's office. Well, I'm going to the doctor, and i got to see the doctor, and they got to run some tests. No, no, no. They'll do that while you're there. You're there to tell somebody about Jesus. Somebody's going to be in that waiting room with you. Somebody's going to be saying, you, you fly on a plane. You're going to be flying out of here in a little while. Uh, what are you doing on that plane? Well, I have to get to where I'm going. That's the purpose of this flight. No, no, no purpose of that flight, tell somebody about Jesus. You're just going to happen to get where you're going while you're there. Say amen. Hey, but that's when you were a second mile soul winner. See now, if we're not careful, we have our, we ought to. You ought to schedule your visitation. You ought to have a day of visitation, I think. I ought to have a time set up. 
where people can come or they can go out from the church. I like that. But man alive, have we gotten to the place where, where soul winning is a couple of hours on a specific day? And, that's, and if we've done that, we're back to one mile. We don't tell anybody about Jesus the rest of the week. Unless, and oh, and by the way, hey, how'd it go tonight when nobody was home? Oh, so you just went to the houses where you had the, you know, the visits. What's going on? Used to be a second mile soul winner. By the way, while that's, while that's going on, how many people are you having saved now? If you sow bountifully, you're going to what? If you sow sparingly, you're going to what? Proof's in the pudding, friend. Proof's in the pudding. Not up here to all oh, preacher. You're, some, you're the youngest one out of all these, you know, and laying this stuff out. Are you kidding me? Why do they need to hear that? Well, I'm probably doing a little preaching to myself because I want to stay sharp. I want to go back and double Sunday school. I want to go back and double baptisms. I want to go back and double church attendance. And I'll say that happening. That ain't going to happen being a one-mile pastor. That's only going to happen if I'm a second-mile pastor. Whatever it is in your life, if, you, hey, if, you, if, you, if you've been one mile, it ain't going to work that way. It ain't going to be blessed that way. It's not going to grow that way. But I know this. Might be some people sitting under here on this last day that would say, by the grace of God, I want to be a second mile.